Hello, podcast listeners. So, who am I? My name is Chelsea. I have a YouTube channel, and I've had it for about seven years or so. And I randomly... I'm a musician, so I randomly just started, like, sharing some videos of me playing some music with other people and by myself. And over the years some other random videos, and over the years my channel kind of evolved into me sharing tips about just trying to heal from issues like anxiety and depression, just sort of like connecting with your passion again, learning how to be nicer to yourself, that kind of stuff, and um, so now I talk about that on my channel, (laughs) and it has my real name on it and stuff, and so like, including my last name, and I know certain people watch it who have known me in my past, and, uh, I just started finding that I was kind of holding myself back on there a bit, because I know it's attached to my real name, and honestly, I'm into some weird stuff, (laughs) and so I'm kind of trying to gradually start opening up more on there with my weird self, and my interests, and my passions, (laughs) Which I, I, I do share those, but there's just some stuff I'm not fully comfortable with yet, and so I just thought of the idea thought of the idea of starting a podcast where I can just freely talk about all all of my weird experiences and my weird approaches to life and yeah, reality. But first I wanna use this opportunity to talk a bit about my journey in life because it's been a wild ride. Like it truly has. <laughs> So, um, from childhood, I was a really super shy kid. I kind of experienced, I feel, at least I feel like people were mean to me when I was a kid. Like, I, I had an older brother who was a total dick to me. He was, like, six years older and just bullied me relentlessly about pretty much everything. Um, my height, because I'm kind of tall for a woman, like... I had kind of messed up teeth when I was a kid. He'd make fun of me for that. He would even, like, make fun of me for not having boobs. I was a late bloomer, and all of this, it's really inappropriate looking back, but, yeah, he would just relentlessly bully me and my younger brother. Was just a total asshole, possibly sociopath. Like, I don't even talk to him anymore. Um, And then I underwent sexual abuse, which I mentioned on my YouTube channel. Um... And, yeah, I honestly just kind of remember from a very, very young age feeling like an alien in this world. And I always kind of thought it was because I had been molested at, like, five or six. So I thought I kind of felt the mark of that on me, even though I didn't really understand what it meant. It felt like a dark... I don't know. I just felt sort of like an alien when I was around other people. Especially other kids around my age. I felt like, wait, I'm not one of them. (laughs) And... There's a lot of different reasons for why this could be, and, and, um, but I mostly attributed it to being molested, and I'm, I'm still not 100% sure. I mean, I do think I'm really different than the average person, but, I mean, I don't think that, I know it, (laughs) just because of how few people I've met that I can really talk to about what's truly going on in my mind, and that's what I want this podcast to be, because... My YouTube channel is kind of like I'm sharing things that I think the average person will find relatable, which is great, and it does seem to help some people, but 
I also want to find my kind of stranger crowd, like the ones who are into the stuff that I'm secretly into, you know, like the occult and energy work and healing and communicating with spirits and all all that weird shit, you know, like that's where my heart is. That's what I love. Ever since I was a kid, I just loved what I would think of as scary, describe as scary things. Like I like cemeteries. I like Halloween. I like scary movies. But I see now that I think it's because that was the most obvious representation of the paranormal in my life, of supernatural phenomena in general. Like, I, my mom tried her best to brainwash me with this really culty New Age church, Bethel Church in Redding, California. It's actually getting pretty famous these days for how wild it is. Um... So I was like, she attempted to brainwash me with that, but the whole religion thing just never felt right to me. Like, I would pray sometimes as a kid, but only when I wanted shit. (laughs) Like, if it was Christmas, I would say, um, Jesus, please give me a Barbie with a pink sparkly dress. Like, that's one of the only times I remember praying. And then another time when I was just really scared from playing with a Ouija board when I was like 12 or 13, but it just never clicked with me. So I guess I was into more like the creepy paranormal stuff. I loved the idea of magic. I loved Harry Potter. Like, I just remember reading those books and feeling, like, so, like, it's hard to describe, but almost like a nostalgia or just, like, a sickness in my stomach. Like, I felt like I should be going there. (laughs) And it was very, very real to me. And now, looking back, I understand why I was feeling that. And I was just telling my husband the other day, like, that I wish I could go back to myself in the past. And I have been actually envisioning myself going back to myself in the past and telling her, like, when she was at her lowest and crying and wanting to die and addicted to drugs, like, hey, life gets so much better. Like, it's so much more magical than you could ever imagine. Like, remember wanting to go to the Harry Potter world when you were a kid? This is even better than that. And I honestly believe that, like, that's the point where life has turned to for me is just being aware of the magic and that's it's kind of a long I'm gonna try to condense it down so this isn't like five hours long um so anyway I yeah I was attracted to the supernatural always from a young age any type of magical stuff but it was sort of forbidden in my household like my mom kind of like didn't like things to do with magic and thought it was evil or whatever so so I've always been drawn to the mystical in my own way I just didn't really have a framework for it Um, and it wasn't until a bit later in life that I discovered why I liked it so much so um, when I got to be in my teenage years I was just really really anxious I started experimenting with like weed and alcohol and Like so many people who have been abused and who have anxiety issues, I became addicted to drugs. For me, it was Oxycontin. And uh, I didn't get as deep as a lot of people do. I was doing it for like a couple years, and then I started adding other opiates. And um, the, the amount of time that I spent physically dependent to the degree that I would get sick without it wasn't that long in totality. It might have been like a year and a half or two, but I struggled so hard with addiction to other pills longer than that. 
for several years and getting off them was a super super gradual process and I did a ton of other drugs too over those years drank all the time I used to like drive drunk and it was really stupid <laughs> and other reckless things that I won't say on here for legal reasons but yeah I have like a criminal history and nothing major it's just a bunch of misdemeanors thankfully I mean it could have been much much worse if I would have been caught at the right moment during certain times of life um, honestly, sometimes I look back at some of the shit I've gotten away with and it's just crazy, like, and that's one of the things that sort of gives me faith that there's more to the world and that there's an unseen world because some of the stuff that I've, like, lived through and gotten away with relatively unscathed is just crazy and I'll probably talk about some of that on here, just experiences where, holy shit, I must have a guardian angel out there. <laughs> so... I kind of just want to, I want to talk to the people who are attracted to magical stuff and esoteric things and mystical things, but who also just aren't really sure if it's real and who are a bit skeptical because that was me for the longest time. I would like have these interests, but I would sort of judge them too. And I used to kind of almost hate the idea of spirituality and I call myself like an atheist and just thought all of that stuff was foolish and it it kept me blocked for the longest time from feeling the magic of life and it totally sucked <laughs> and I know that probably most atheists out there are lacking something I'm not going to say every single one I think some of them can probably find spiritual frameworks that work for them but if the way that a lot of like quote-unquote rational skeptics and they're not true skeptics because true skeptics are willing to consider things and test them but the kind of like modern day really uh just like stubborn rational materialist viewpoint it doesn't allow for these mystical experiences and for reality being a mystery and something deep that you can interact with something conscious that's the thing our world isn't just like dead and you're your brain is not, or your mind isn't just something inside your head, like, your thoughts aren't just happening inside your skull and cut off from the rest of you, and it's not a dead universe, and it's not a machine either, it's alive, and you can interact with it, and anyone who's experienced synchronicity already knows what I'm talking about, and I have no idea who's listening right now, the things I'm gonna tag this with will probably draw the right people to me, I'm hoping, <laughs> it's kind of new to me, but yeah, if you've experienced synchronicities, you already know how that can be, how reality can interact with you in that way. But anyway, I'm getting really sidetracked right now. Um, so I got addicted to drugs, that was fun, cool. <laughs> then did a bunch of illegal, stupid, reckless shit. I got, I met the right boyfriend at the right time in like 2012 who really woke me up, like, uh, hey listen Chelsea, you can only deal drugs for so long before getting caught, um, and I can tell that you're just, like, sleeping all the time and taking opiates because your pupils are tiny, and what's going on, and he actually confronted me, and I'm not gonna say right then I was just, like, saved or cured, but he, he sort of snapped me awake, and I just sort of think sometimes about what, what my life would be if I wouldn't have met him, and it scares me, like, it honestly, like, scares me to think about where I would be if I wouldn't have met him when I did. I might not be here anymore, or I might be homeless, or I might be in, have a DUI on my record, or be dead, or be in prison. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. 
that was just one of those like guardian angel moments like I tell him still now like thank you for saving my life <laughs> like I know it was it was it was me doing it but I just am really grateful um so but I was still a really fucked up person even after me and him broke up I was like drinking my problems away blaming my problems on everyone else and kind of like hurting people sometimes and there was a lot of positive too I was creating a lot of art sharing things and I finally got a chance to travel the world like I always had dreamed of doing from high school the only thing I really had dreamed of doing as an adult was just like traveling like I thought I wanted to get a VW bus and just travel around America in it and live in it <laughs> like that was the most that was the biggest my 16 year old mind could dream at the time <laughs> but I see now that that was signaling a deeper thing I really wanted to travel and it was so odd because when I was living with that boyfriend the angel one I just mentioned um I just happened to like rent a movie from the library that was a French movie and the language, like, I just really liked it. Like, I just clicked with it, and I thought, I want to learn this language. So I started listening to audio lessons and dreaming of going to France. Like, hmm, this will be really cool. And it just sort of, like, formed in my mind. And I've, I'm not even kidding you. Within the next three or four months, someone randomly invited me to France. <laughs> someone I knew online who I didn't even realize lived there or had forgotten lived there. Like, we started talking more often, and she just invited me, and I had a free place to stay. And she just sort of convinced me to take the, take the plunge. So that's just one example of the many magical things that happen <laughs> in my life. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy, but I'll talk more about it. Um, so I ended up traveling the world with the, the guy I would marry, my first husband. Because I'm now on marriage number two. Um... And we traveled, we were digital nomads. Actually, at first I was just living off my savings from working at two hotels. It sucked. I was working front desk, just a little bit over minimum wage, 48 hours a week for like six months. So I could save up money to go to Europe. And I just wanted to see how it went. And I had my ticket back, but I really wanted to stay and figure out a way to just travel indefinitely. So that's exactly what I did. I went over there started traveling, my money started running out, and I remember I was in Bulgaria with, like, 20 bucks, and was, like, had to have, like, my dad send me some money, had to have my friend back home sell my guitar and send me the money, and, uh, <laughs> that's how I found freelance writing, I just got desperate enough, like, I sort of thrust myself into the situation of, okay, I'm not taking my ticket back home to America, I'm staying with this guy that I met, and who I would later marry, and we're just going to travel around indefinitely. He had a lot more money than me saved up, so he didn't have to work, but I had to find something to do. And I just desperately started looking online and thinking about, hmm, maybe I could be a writer. Like, I was looking on Craigslist and looking at what kind of jobs there were. <clears throat> and I had no experience whatsoever, but I just started looking at all the ads that said they needed writers and sending out, like, probably 20 emails a day every single day just saying like hey I've never uh, written for money before but I've always really enjoyed it and <laughs> I ended up getting hired for writing I think one of my first gigs was like writing a description about a blender and the guy was so picky like oh you don't need to use exclamation points it is a blender after all you don't have to call it amazing and I had to like edit it a bunch of times and I was being paid like less than half a cent a word <laughs> like which now now that I I 
did the freelance writing thing for like four and a half years, that's an insulting rate. It's like not even slave wages. <laughs> so anyway, I just sort of like found my way to that because I forced myself to have to come up with something to do so I could support my dream. I was just like, I'm going to figure this out. I can't go back now that I've seen the light. So I traveled around with him for like two and a half years. And honestly, we were drinking a lot of the time, fighting and not a really good match. But I feel like we met for the purpose of helping each other wake up because we had like this deep cosmic connection, like definitely some kind of soul thing. But we always had kind of like a, we would argue pretty regularly because we're just very, very different people. Like, I identify as an empath, I'm highly emotional, I kind of tend to be, like, excitable and positive, and he kind of has a more, I guess, a more serious disposition a lot of the time, and is more intellectual, and says that feelings aren't really real, and, like, uh, but, but we shared a lot of, like, a lot of similar interests in, like, paranormal, supernatural, that kind of stuff, and just, like, pushing our limits and exploring our minds. We did way too many psychedelics, to be honest, but it was all part of the path and the journey. We went to Peru and did ayahuasca. We went to, I think I counted all the countries, and it was, like, 18 or 19 or something crazy. Like, all the countries in Europe. We spent a lot of time in Sweden because he's Swedish and so is his family, so we would go and stay with his family a lot of the time. Um who I'm never going to see again, which is kind of sad, but yeah, so basically what happened next was I decided I'm really actually getting sick of this traveling shit. I had a big, huge backpack that weighed 30 to 40 pounds when it was full of everything, all my clothes and literally everything I owned on my back for two and a half years. Like it just started weighing, weighing on me. I felt like, I need roots. I really, really do. I just started feeling depressed. Like, I pushed it till the last minute to where it was just too fucking much, and I had to stop. So we're like, where are we gonna live? And we were trying to figure it out. We we knew we could live anywhere in the EU because we had gotten married by this point, uh, which was pretty much the only reason we did, so that one of us could live in the other's country. Um, and so we ended up settling in Prague, the Czech Republic, which is an awesome place, and we lived there for about a year, and that is when reality started getting really crazy for me, <laughs> which, <laughs> if you've been listening to this and I said that's when reality got crazy for me, you're probably thinking, what the hell, like, <laughs> but it's true, um, that's when I started really getting in touch with the supernatural again, and it became, like, a major part of my life. It was honestly, like, everything in my life was leading up to that, because it changed everything. Um, it had gotten to the point, you know, where me and my husband had so much resentment built up between us, and we're drinking way too often, just, like, not very healthy. I mean, we were also exercising, meditating, going on walks, creating art, doing cool things, but just like suffering and struggling a lot beneath it all and we had so many issues that we just never resolved because we didn't know how we were just so different from each other that finding common ground was literally ugh, it was so frustrating and that frustration had just built a wedge between us it was 
we almost never had sex anymore, like, for most of the relationship, honestly. And it almost felt like we were just kind of, like, roommates and friends, but also, like, resented each other, and it was... It was weird. I mean, we were still a couple, but yeah, things just started getting kind of bad, but I was so good at suppressing and ignoring things. I think I got this skill from when I was a little kid and got molested, and I would start thinking about it in my room later, and I would be so scared, and I didn't understand it, so I would just, like, push it away. Like, push it really, really hard away, and just kind of, like, almost try to convince myself it didn't happen. And I suppressed it so well over the years as a kid. I didn't tell anyone until, like, ten years later, my mom. My mom. Um, but I suppressed it so, 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 so well that I started wondering if it even happened. That's how good I be- I was at that. So I was practicing this over and over, being good at suppressing, so... I developed, like, Olympic-level suppression skills into my adulthood, and that's how I could do all this crazy shit, reckless stuff, and just do it anyway, because I knew how to suppress pretty much all feelings I wanted to, um, except for anxiety, (laughs) which became my default state because I had this habit of suppressing everything. And then eventually it just made me really depressed, and I got chronic fatigue to the degree where I just couldn't muster up the motivation for anything. I just didn't care anymore. I felt, like, so dead. I could hardly get out of bed. I I just, like, looked sickly. Like, when I would FaceTime with my dad, who was back in America while I was living in Prague, he was just, like, so worried about me because I was so sick. Like, I just got really sick. I had all these mystery symptoms. Like, everything in my body was going wrong, and I couldn't understand why. And it probably had a lot to do with drinking, but it was largely, like, an emotional thing. Like, I had all this... uh, Yeah, I was just really messed up. And it was kind of a long road to fixing that. But the first... The very first domino that started changing things for me... I don't even remember how this came to my mind, but just, like, randomly I started thinking about the occult. Like, it just, it came up in my head, or I found this occult subreddit. Like, I know that's kind of what started for me. I found the occult subreddit somehow. Like, I, I, I still don't remember how. And I was just starting to read about it and read about people talking about, like, magic and ritual and working with spirits and all this crazy stuff. And it actually sounded, like, really intriguing to me and interesting. And I learned about um, having an altar, how you create, like, a little wooden... It doesn't have to be wood. (laughs) You create, like, a little corner or something in your place where you can, like, meditate and pray to whatever or summon entities you want to contact or like have visions or whatever like you set a little space where it's your space and so I started doing that I just got like I think I might have even been using an upside down box or whatever doesn't have to be fancy or I've also used a chair Um, and I started just kind of like going into myself meditating listening to stuff in the morning that inspired me journaling more and I just started having all this magic pour into my life in the form of like synchronicities and stuff like it's it's really hard to explain to people who haven't experienced it but it's like things in your life just start aligning like you have a thought and then you read that exact word afterwards and and I'm not just talking about a word like and I'm talking about like you read something random like cyborg humanity and then you see it the next like two seconds later somewhere else 
Um, but things like that happening, like, all the time. Not just, like, once every few months, but it's, like, every single day. And I was like, okay, clearly I'm tapping into something here. Like, whoa, um something real is happening and I just started having really interesting experiences like meditating while staring at a flame and then connecting with fire in a deeper way than I ever even thought possible just like really feeling its energy and essence and I would just go searching like on the occult sub I think I posted on there like what does it mean when I have this kind of experience and they were telling me what it could be like oh it might be a fire god it might be the element like I was just a complete newbie with all of this stuff, but it was so intriguing to me, and I I sort of, it just became, like, my passion, like, my greatest passion and interest, and still is today. So this was, like, three years ago, 2017, Um, and that was what just, like, really catapulted me, and I eventually realized, actually, I didn't consciously realize that I had this whim, and how long was this? This was, like, I guess a few few months after discovering all the magic and occult stuff and starting to dip my toes into it, um, I just had this epiphany. I was living with my husband in Prague, like I said, and I just had this epiphany, like, I need to go stay somewhere else for a little bit. Like, I had had the idea come up in my mind several times, like, it would appear every so often, which I've since learned is a sign to pay the fuck attention to what's coming up, but back then I didn't know that, so I just kind of being kept being like oh I should do this but yeah maybe some other time and and it just really hit me like I'm gonna go stay in an Airbnb right now I'm gonna go on Airbnb I'm gonna book it in Prague everything is well used to be at this time I don't know how it is now um affordable so I could easily just go stay at another place I think I booked like a few nights at first um for a really affordable rate so I booked a flat I went over there, I took the train by myself, which I wasn't used to doing, because Emil was always with me, that was my ex's name, um, and when I got there, it was just like, holy shit, I was hit with like this barrage of insights, and I did, uh, take some mushrooms to help me with getting clarity on this, um, and they really, really did. What I did was I just recorded a voice journal that ended up being like an hour or an hour and a half long of me talking and talking and talking about Emil, and I was like crying, and I was trying to figure out what to do, and I just realized, like I counseled myself through it and realized that I have to leave, like I need to leave, that we are pretty much just friends, we need space, we need distance, I need to go back to America, and at first I just sort of told myself that it's a trial separation, and we'll just see how things go, and I kind of had to tell myself that, like, that I might be coming back, or that I probably would, in order to even get myself to leave in the first place, but it's like, my deeper self knew what needed to happen, and I just sort of, like, felt, had whims, and, and just followed them, and I came back to America, and I got my own apartment for the very first time, like, my own place where it was just me living there for the very first time in my entire life, and lived there for a year, and that just helped me, like, peel back even more layers, and get even more in touch with the magic of myself and the universe, which is kind of like the same thing, (laughs) or at least they're heavily related, Um, and I'm going to talk a lot more on my 
about my views on spirituality because I feel like I've found like a the sweet spot finally like the thing that really works for me the practices that <clears throat> have got me really in touch with myself and I'm just gonna get a lot more personal in here than I do on my YouTube channel like I, I mention these things offhand on there sometimes and even sometimes go a little bit into depth about addiction stuff but I've never talked about this kind of stuff and and now I'm like into energy work and energy healing and actually I'm starting to do those things myself and I just wanted to uh, somewhere to talk about all this weird stuff that I really care about instead of just trying to keep it suitable for the mainstream audience and I might honestly eventually release this on YouTube too so I'm kind of working my way up to that like coming out coming out of the closet as like a magic lover and energy worker weirdo person <laughs> so I lived by myself in Omaha for a year I I started thinking I want to get back together with my husband we had stayed in touch all this time and I just sort of like honestly I was doing this out of fear like I didn't wasn't I didn't want to be alone I was kind of scared and I ended up meeting someone else who just was like a random person on reddit who was like helping me kind of like he introduced me to a sort of like meditation technique which I'll probably end up talking about on this podcast because it's changed my life so much but um yeah we would just like exchange messages he was helping me with that we had very similar views on things and just talking to him was just the most easy thing in the world like our communication was better than I've ever experienced on any level with any person and it still is like that every single day because now he's my husband and we live together <laughs> um but anyway yeah we met on reddit and I had to like at first I was like, oh, this doesn't threaten my relationship, we're just friends, that's okay, and yeah, it eventually got to a point where I had to kind of like, I had to end my marriage and tell Emma, like, I'm sorry, I can't be with you, I'm not coming back to Europe, because we'd been long distance all that time, and I was going to go back to Europe to live with him in the Netherlands, and I met this other guy, and it just completely shattered my reality, like everything, I was like, how can I ever go back to my relationship knowing that this exists, this kind of connection where just communicating is easy, like, we just get each other, <laughs> like, that's what my soul had been longing for with intimacy and romance for the longest time, and I wasn't getting it from my current relationship, but I was still, like, my ex-husband, I mean, but I was still clinging because I just had a scarcity mentality of, like, what if this is as good as it gets, like, what are the odds I'm gonna meet someone else with a soul connection, and wow, I just had no idea. And I just want to say that I got a psychic reading from a woman and said, what should I do about my relationship with Emil? And that's the only information she had. And she knew that this relationship was weighing me down. It was stunting my growth. It was time to move on. She knew that I was going to do better. She said, you can do better and you will. And I just didn't believe it at the time. I was like, oh, this lady is clearly uh, just making shit up because this isn't real. <laughs> but then it's like, after I went through the breakup with Emil, I went back and listened to it again. And I was like, whoa, she was so spot on. And that was just one of the many, many kind of like mystical or unexplainable weird things that have happened to me that made me believe a hundred percent in the unseen reality. 
And I'm going to talk about that more. A lot of it involves my current husband, who's pretty much like a psychic energy healer, and I don't even know if he knows that all the way. But, um, so that's all I'll say for now, and I don't want this to be too obnoxiously long, but here's the intro to my podcast, so welcome everybody.